0: Andrew Hark founder and creative director of slow fashion brand Minionette London. Welcome to our talks where we explore conscious style and the art of transformation. Today I'd love to welcome my guest who is an award-winning milliner. She's worked with some incredible names from Stephen Jones and John Galliano to Dita Von Teese and Lily Allen. The incredible thing about her hats is that they're not just hats, they are actually works of art. So I'm thrilled to welcome Catherine Elizabeth. Hi Catherine. Hi. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm fine, thank you. Oh great, you look wonderful. Love to see you wearing one of your creations. Thank you.
1: (laughs) This is actually, we can't see it in the podcast, but this is Japanese paper and it's all, uh, it
0: looks like net, but it's all been made out of paper. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's lovely. Can you um I'd love to know a little bit of background on you and how you got started in Millinery?
1: Uh well, first of all, I, I studied fashion at university. I knew I loved three D and sculptured things, but I thought I should go down the fashion route. Um, but then at the end of it, we had a lady that came from Frederick Fox, and she had a hat that she cast from rocks. I thought that's amazing. So it's a, it's, it's, um, it's like a light bulb going off really. It's, it's art, it's fashion, it's sculpture, it's all in one. And then I just realised I loved, I loved hat making um, because I used to with all the clothes I used to make try and make them three D and make things come out of the clothes, out of the shoulder pads and all this, um, and they say. Tone it down. No, 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 you've got to be more commercial. I thought, oh, no, I don't like that. <laughs> so we like, you know, big drama. Um, so I'm yeah. probably more theatrical really. So I, I just fell in love with hat making. And that's when after that I worked for Stephen Jones. And then I went to work for Catherine Delaney in theatre and film.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's how I
1: started, getting obsessed with it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Can you um can you tell me about some of the some of those incredible people that you've worked with?
1: yeah um so I've worked with Shingi from the Noisettes that was a great collaboration uh, she, we had a big event at Sketch I remember and we were doing sort of a hat collaboration together as I'm designing a collection um and then she wore a lot at Glastonbury as well um I've worked with Debbie McGee so I've made a hat for her before Covid when Ascot was all full on um I've made for I've worked with Marina Rinaldi the Max Mara group um I've worked with uh, Mark Hayes uh, on the ITV so I did actually um, sort of a demonstration of hat making on air and I did another one for the BBC which was great as well um, so yeah I've been on the telly a few times um, so that's sort of the, the people but other than that it's stylists um, fashion designers um, sort of just inadvertently working with lots of other celebrities when people have just taken hats and, and put them into magazines and then the, the, the models happen, happen to be somebody famous. So it's been a lovely career and I just I love hat making and the people I meet, it's just so lovely, it's exciting. So I'm so glad I've got this career. Oh, can, you, can you tell me a little bit about the Duchess of Cambridge and doll hats? Yes, so I was just commissioned, asked to, when she was getting married, um, asked to create a hat to go on to the doll. So it was a commemorative doll. Um, it was commissioned, sort of not commissioned, but allowed by the palace. So that was all um, above board and everything and um, had all our names in the back, but it was sort of, I had to do the hat, Asprey did the bag, the jewelers who designed, who created the ring for her, I think it was also a jeweller sort of recreated the ring for the, for them. Um, and then it, that's right, it was the dress designer who recreated the dress. So we had to make them all in miniature form and then send them off, and then they recreated that onto the doll. So it was just really fun sort of thing to do. It was quite oh, funny. Oh. Um, but it looked, it looked really good, and it was all, you know, nice, and
0: had Buckingham Palace written on it. So so were they made out of the same fabric as, a, as an actual hat, a real hat? Well, actually, hats take so long to make that they couldn't be, um, because hats were about sort
1: this size-ish if you can see it. it's about 14 centimeters wide um, but I had to make it about two centimeters wide because the, the dolls was um, probably not even 20 centimeters high and I actually made it out of the same fabric, so it's a straw fabric, and I had to weave it all together in tiny little ways, and it took quite a few hours. So because of that, you know, they they have to then reproduce it a bit quicker than that, so it's not all handmade. Um, But the dress, I think, was still silk, and the bag was – it was – um, I think it was a pinky one. It was sort of made out of some plastic form, but um then she had the shoes as well, and they had the ring and then they had the hat with it. But it was it was great, sort of fun to fun to do,
0: different to do. Sure that's <laughs> it, And um a, a great moment in in our history. Yeah, I should have it here actually. I've got one in the cupboard.
1: <laughs> the actual doll. You never oh. know, it could be collector's item. So it's got all our names in the back and then it's got the palace in as well in the back. Oh.
0: Um, Well, one of the the things I I read is that you're inspired by architecture and nature, which I can totally see in your work, in your pieces. So um, what's the starting point when someone comes to you to have a hat commissioned?
1: So... So first they would ring up, um, and if they're away so they can't actually come and see me, they would send me their outfit by email, and take a look at that first, and then I design something around them. But usually they would make an appointment, come in to see me into the studio. We give them a nice glass of champagne and um, to sort of shut the shop for them, um, and then I would go through different ideas so they can try on all the hats that we've got in the shop. Then they might have their own idea of something they've seen. And then we've got the dress to look at. We've got them. We've got the shape of their face, their hair colour, their skin colour. All of these things take you have to take into account. Um, whether they're shy or if they're loud. Because if they're a loud person, they could take up a really big hat. And if they're shy, they might want something a bit smaller. So all of these things. And that's quite fun. Um, but it's endless. You know, a hat, it could be endless. There's endless possibilities. So I have to explain things to them. Home ideas down. Sketch Little Ideas then we'll try hats on and see which, what if they like have the size and the shape, and if they want it to come out or up or slanted, because you also have the face shape if they're round face or a square jaw and all of this to take into account. So I'll sketch it up, and then I normally have this idea in my head, and I'm trying to explain it to them, and they're saying okay, okay, um, but not quite sure. So then once they've left, I will mock the idea up, the design up, I'm not completely finishing it, but I'll just have the right colours and the pieces together and pin things on then they can come back two weeks later and try that on just to make sure that they are happy with the design but at that point they can change things to say if we want it a bit bigger smaller feathers on the side we can change things around um and then i'll i can send them photos if needed in between so it's like having a suit made it's a bit of an organic process um and so if people have never had a hat before they could be a bit Sort of blown away by this because normally you just go in and pick something in a shop and you try it on and then you like it. Um, so this way, you know, it's a little bit more scary. But if I mean, I just try and make them feel comfortable um, and tell them that it's all going to be okay. um You know, they they've already tried hats on, so they should feel a bit more confident in it. But if they've made had hats made before, then it's brilliant because they're like, yes, I know, I want this, I want this, I know what I. Want. Um, so then at the end, they'll come and then pick it up and. Try it on again and make sure they're happy, and make sure it's fitted properly. Normally they're they've seen it, they're happy, they've seen the process, and at the end they'll take the piece away. But sometimes, you know, once I had a client who came in and wanted it all in silver, and then once I had finished making it, I wanted it all in blue. So oh. I'm like, okay, so I am remaking the hat. So if that happens, then you you yeah. change it. But otherwise, you know, it's just sort of a nice process to go through. Um, and then they've got something wonderful at the end that they can keep forever. And give to their grandchildren. It's, oh, it's a bespoke
0: piece, sorry. yeah. Um, so so you mentioned about how long it can take. How long does it take from that first phone call, first email, or whatever it is, to the actual hat? The person walking away with the hat. I like to have six weeks, yeah, because then once I've seen them, I can then show them
1: the mock piece two weeks later. But I'm not working on that hat all the time. I've got other hats in between and other things I need to do. So um, I like at least two weeks. If they can give me longer than I can, then I can have three weeks. Um, and then I've got another sort of two weeks to finish it off. So five weeks is good, but we've got an extra week just to play around if things needed need to be changed because they're busy and we're busy and we can't sort of have them in one day and then put them in two days later and then put them in two days after that to pick it up because it takes a long time to make. So I I always say about six weeks. And you mentioned also sculptural hats. Um, I like architecture and um, nature. So I grew up in the countryside love nature, um, grew up next to a farm and I love all that side of it. But I, for some reason, just wanted to get away to the city as soon as possible when I was 18. <laughs> so the city was just drawing me and London was drawing me. So I just think I laughed love- that side of it, I love architecture, and I'm a bit of both. So I love I love going to the countryside and seeing the the way twigs are formed and the way leaves are falling on the floor and the colours, and bringing all of that in. But also the the city is just amazing with the sharp edges, and um, and you can sort of get a viewfinder and put it up into the sky into the London buildings and take a section of that and then redraw that and then come up with new designs. So there's just so much to look at, and so much there. So I think I'm bringing the love of both areas in I wouldn't just want to live in the city and I wouldn't just want to live in the country
0: (laughs) well one thing that's so incredible about hats is they're very special because we don't typically wear hats every day all day when we're out you know just not not what we do in 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 modern life but um so as soon as you put a hat on a a garment it adds this air of drama
1: um
0: that's just that just comes with wearing a hat. So, where do you find your um your clients? Typically, wear your hats. What are the occasions that they wear wear your hats? Uh,
1: mostly weddings. Yeah. But I love Ascot. That's my favourite time of year because then I'll have something big and crazy, and they really want to stand out. But then you've also got Epsom races and Cheltenham and and other things um going on throughout throughout the year. And then you have um, different racing events. Um, I'm sorry, different sort of car racing events. Maybe um that one that's all vintage um, in September. That's, okay, what's that called? Goodwood. Um, yes, it's gone. There is a Goodwood Racing. Yes, and there's a Goodwood Car Festival as right. well. So there's, and then there's Henley as well. So there's lots of all these different things yeah. spread throughout the year, but you would never be able to sustain being a milliner with just that. So the bread and butter, then it's the weddings in between. So you'll get brides wanting something pink and sparkly, but then you also get guests going to the wedding and wanting something mad and my recent client she was so lovely was just so beautiful and tall it was just a pleasure to work with her um and she was going to her brother's wedding and I think the it was fun and fabulous was the like the tagline so she just had this amazing dress with these big puffy sleeves and then we did a red hat and picked up some of the colors that were in the dress to go on it and so she's going to look crazy and amazing there she
0: goes. oh wonderful, oh, wonderful. <laughs> well one thing I love about clothes and style is that I feel um they're almost like props um and tools that we can use to transform but often I mean this is at the heart of Minion at London that you know they pull out parts of your own personality you know that maybe you don't show all the time um and they allow you to, you know uh, allow you to be a slightly different person and or they can find yeah. that hats do that for people or people come to you saying Maybe you talked about people being a little bit shy before and they want something maybe a bit toned down. But do you think sometimes people come and they want something that is a little bit more extreme than than who they are most yeah. of the time?
1: Yeah, those are the funnest ones to make. So people that have got the confidence. But even if they haven't, I just say wear it at home. Uh, for a couple of hours, you'll get used to it and then, you can, um, then you'll be fine the next day because then you forget you've got it on your head anyway. But I think hats they yeah they make you taller they make you feel more beautiful they hide things that you don't want so say if you've got a big nose then it, you know it just takes that away you, do, you, do, you don't notice any imperfections on the face you're looking at the hat and it makes your face look more beautiful so it gives people confidence it gives me confidence if I'm going to a networking event I'll put a hat on because then everybody comes over to you and says oh my god you've got the hat on that looks amazing and then everyone's talking to you so you'll never stood there at an event on your own um you know if you've got networking whatever and so it, it does give you more confidence makes you stand taller um and just it's just I think it's just a fantastic thing to wear but if you are quite nervous at hat wearing and then just do what I said and wear it um in the evening once you have one at once and you get used to it you'll be fine the next time because the client I'm making this one for at the moment which is also going to have a big white brim around it she came to me just you know pre-covid in 2019 for a hat for her daughter's wedding and she was very shy and timid and she wanted something smaller and blue and very light and so we made that and she was happy now she's come back and she said you know what I've got more confidence this time I'm more excited can we go bigger so I oh, think that's brilliant you know <laughs> she's used to it now so she can go bigger and better and we're making her wants about this wife now oh lovely. where is she wearing it to her son's wedding
0: uh-huh. aha okay. <laughs>
1: yeah quite yeah close. So yeah, so she sort of the was the mother of the bride and now I think it's mother of the groom now. Um, so yeah, so so that's that's I think they do. They they just enhance your look make you taller make you more beautiful Uh, as long as you've gone to the right milliner and they're not going to give you something too fussy that's going to go with your face shape or make you look shorter because if you sometimes if you have a hat that's wider than your shoulders it can make you look shorter so you've got to know all of those tricks on how to enhance the face and how to make them pick out the good features of that person and enhance those rather than make it look awful um, I had a, a client once who wanted a hat. She was going to a racing event and she wanted a hat that was three metres, no, one metre wide, sorry, and three pieces. And I said, oh my God, can we tone this down? Because it's just going to be too big on you. No, 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 I want it. I just want it like that. <laughs> Sometimes you have clients like that and just know what they want, but you've still got to try and advise them so that you make sure it looks good because otherwise they're not going to come back to you. Yeah, And if they, great. you know, somebody yeah. might, Say, oh, that doesn't look right, and then they'll lose their confidence. If you don't want that,
0: yeah. But did this hat work for this lady? Yeah, she
1: was. She, well, I did tone it down a little bit and tried to change it slightly, yeah. So, um, if I'd gone with just what she wanted completely, then I don't think it would have worked it would have just been flopping around. Um, but she was a, uh, I think she was a judge there or something like this, or a sponsor, so she was everyone was looking at her on the day, so yeah, it worked.
0: Oh, great. Well, what are some of the, the the more fun commissions to work on? The most fun, I should say. Uh,
1: yeah, when someone says to me, you can do whatever you want. Um, this is the sort of thing I like, but, you know, I trust you to do what you want and you can go crazy with it. And I just think, oh, brilliant. <laughs> this is exciting. I can make a piece of art, a sculpture that they can wear on their heads. Cause that's the other thing. It's a sculpture. It's a piece of art. Yeah. It's something that they can take off their head put in the house and just look at if they put it on a stand or and you know and imagine it in a glass bowl you can just sort of look at it I want that for people I don't want to just make a trilby or make something felt or boring yeah. I didn't go into hats for that because that's what I thought hats were when I first started I just thought there's something to keep you warm and that's b- b- boring until the lady came from Frederick Fox and then I realized that they're sculptures mm. they don't have to be something functional they can just be something amazing that you're wearing to enhance everything so that's what really me tick so then that so I love it if someone just um you know gives me maybe a bit of a brief but says go with what you feel and then I can make it and I'm still showing them still making sure that they're happy when when I've mocked the idea up Mm -hmm. and that's more exciting
0: Oh, wonderful! Well, I mean, I I mentioned this the other day that some of your pieces are so beautiful, or or all of them, that they are actually pieces of art Mm -hmm. that could be displayed in a home. Do you ever get people who they're not, they don't want a hat for themselves; they want it to be a display item. Do you ever get?
1: Yeah, I've had interior designers come into the shop, and one of them, one lady, she it was a spare, the impulse sort of thing. she came in and fell in love with this hat and she said I, I don't want it to wear I might wear it one day she said I'm going to put it above my fireplace I and I was it. like oh my god you're amazing she said well I'm an interior designer and that's why so she had the vision and it, this hat was black um, but it had sort of points at the top and then at the bottom and then it had some pleats in it but it had two big pheasant feathers which just shot out from the bottom and came out of the side so it was quite dramatic so you could put it right in the middle of your fireplace and it's just a sculptural piece so um, I love that I'll never forget that (laughs) Um, but yeah other people have bought pieces which they'll just put onto on the side or in a bell jar or things you know if they're interior people I love interiors as well that's probably why I love architecture and interior design
0: (laughs) this is the perfect calling
1: yeah. I'd love to just be able to make hats that I want to make all the time. <laughs> and then, I wouldn't care if I sell them or not, but wouldn't that be fun? Just making sculptures all the time. Sometimes you have to tone it down a bit and, and make collections that you've got commercial pieces in them just so you can sell those as well if someone comes in the shop or needs that idea. But um, I think I'd just love to be able to just play around and make big sculptures all the time.
0: What would yours be then? One of your One of your dream pieces, what would it be? What element um, I'm really into gold and black at the
1: moment. I mean, I've got gold and black and white on right now. But, um, just, I love sweep. So it will go from this side, sweep across the face, height to it. I don't put too many feathers on because I don't want too much fuss. So with me, it's all about the shape of the hat, except for this one. Um, this is a button one. So with this, it's more about this sort of veiling that's happening here. But normally I make s- sculptural pieces, which are all out of cinema. And it's, that's, it's about the shape uh so something that is yeah dramatic um not too fussy uh sort of sleek maybe has pleats in it I love pinky red colors I think those suit a lot of people um and I love black and gold and and sort of blush pinks as well um but red as well red I really love red so if whenever I go to an event I tend to wear a red hat I should have one on now shouldn't I <laughs>
0: <laughs> to wear for a lot of people a lot of people love red and then they'll buy black yeah a lot if of people they black. yeah or or they go
1: with black and white just in case but also in the in our shop um i find that people like blush pink with roses yes. just everybody will fall in love with that if it's got roses on it and blush pink yeah so it keeps um recreating those because then we get clients in who are just instant um, because i'm quite a touristy area in the oxo tower on the south bank so we get a lot of americans and europeans coming over and they just want to take something away that's a bit english take it back with them it's like having afternoon tea in england it's a thing to do isn't it? Um, and to take a hat back with them so they'll always go for the softer colors um but it just depends and um and I have people who come in who are going to fashion events and one lady came in recently uh, and bought two hats so one for her friend and one for her I think they were going to some big fashion event so that was amazing so we have that as well as having private clients who need commissions made for them
0: one thing I um I love about clothes and style generally is the idea that if they're beautiful you know they they should last forever that the idea that we talked about before that you know you hand it down to the generation after but there's a lot of confusion about okay how do you how do you do that how do you make clothes last forever um apart from obviously you start with incredible materials but for a hat what are the some of the things that you need to bear in mind if you want it to last forever and you want to wear it as well you want to enjoy it
1: so for the customer how old the customer look? so um I say to them try and keep the dust off so I always give them a hat box with mm-hmm. it So they'll put it in the hat box when I pack it uh, the hat you've got the flat hat and then you've got the hat the, the lid on it and when I um when they walk with it it sort of tips up so it's it's long ways and you've got the handle at the top so I have to pack it so that when it's at that angle, not, the feathers aren't being squashed. So it's not upside down. It's sort of the right way up to where the handle is. And then I just tell show them how I'm doing that. So then they, they can just pack it like that if they need to carry it anywhere. Um And then you've got tissue paper and things like that. So if it ever gets dusty though, if they accidentally leave it out, if they want to put it in the house and then they're um, looking at it and they're not putting it in a jar, then just get a hairdryer and put it on a low heat um, and just sort of brush the dust off that, blow the dust off that way. And if ever it becomes squashed, uh, they accidentally sit on it or something happens, (laughs) which sometimes happens, they can um, hold it over the steam of a kettle and then that brings it back to life so anything silk anything natural if it's got squashed over time it will then open up again once you put steam on it um and then if they if, they, if the cinema is squashed to say something like this and all this is squashed they hold it over the kettle then it will just come back like that because it's got stiffener in it mm-hmm. so it will come back and then they, they could just smooth it out a bit as well but also don't get it wet so if they're out in the rain Fine. You know, if a bit of a drizzle, that'll find, that's fine. Just put it on the side, keep it on your head and it will dry on your head. But if you have to take it off, put it somewhere on this mantelpiece and it will just dry like that. But if it's soaking, soaking wet and it's pouring down with rain, make sure you've got an umbrella or you can hide somewhere because you don't want it just really going too soft. Um, but if say you've got a felt hat and it's got all wet and you scrunch it up and you put it in your bag, that's bad because then it will take on the scrunch as it dries. So just leave it. So say if this got soaking wet, I would just put it on the side like that. I wouldn't scrunch it up, put it in my bag, and then expect it to be normal. So I would just leave it like that on the side. Um, but if you do squash it and, and it's and you've forgotten and you shoved it in your bag, then you just put it, let it dry and then put it over the steam of the kettle and let it come back to life. But be careful. Don't just put it right into the main steam you know i always think or bring it back to me if you're worried about it but um i always think you know if you've got the steam of the cattle and you're just working with the top and if you just get a pair of pliers or something and just hold it over the steam like that and then take it away and then mold with it then you'll you're fine just don't put your fingers in it
0: yes of course these are some
1: little tricks
0: <laughs> Well, um, so obviously over the last 18 months or so, there have been less occasions for people to to wear hats unless they're wearing them at home. So um, have you found that now that, you know, lockdown has eased, that people are starting to um, come back and that the hat, uh, hat wearing is, is picking back up again? Definitely. Last year was
1: dead because Ascot, there was no weddings and Ascot wasn't happening. So we sort of knew that it was that this was going to happen. Um, But then this year, I thought, oh, they'll just trickle back slowly. Ascot has got small capacity, and then Ascot opened their doors, and they've got instead of four thousand, they opened it to about ten thousand people a day. I think it was, Um, and suddenly people were ringing up going, have you got a hat? Oh my God, I'm going to this last minute. Have you got something? I like, ah. So I was doing wedding hats, selling hats in the shop and then making hats for people um, last minute sort of, for them to go to Ascot. So that's quite fun. And then I've I've had a few weddings as well. So people are slowly uh, getting more confident with the weddings and that's happening. So people are coming back. I think people want to dress up now. They oh, want to go glamorous. They, they you know they've had enough of staying indoors and wearing their (laughs) they want to dress up and and go out and see friends so definitely there's a resurgence in hats and I think next year is going to be even more crazy hopefully we'll get rid of this covid and then things will be back to normal and everybody can plan their weddings. because some of my friends who were getting married were getting married this year have moved it to next year so if it can all go ahead then next year is going to be mad so I know now I need to organize and get ready for next year because as long as well as being a hat designer I also have my online millinery and business academy where I teach people how to make hats and, and run a business and, and do their own millinery business sort of thing um, so I have that as well so I know that I'm going to be doubly busy next year and we need to start organizing it now making
0: things you know getting more staff in things like that yes mm. wonderful so where can people go to find out more about you and where where is your shop as well, so people can come see you? The shop is in London,
1: and it's on the South Bank. It's in a building called the OXO Tower. Do you remember that used to be on the adverts, all the OXO adverts? I always remember that from when I was little. So that this is the OXO Tower. I think they used to make, uh, make them there. Um, so it's a, a really iconic building. It's near Waterloo. So that's my shop. Um, And then online, it's Catherine Elizabeth Millinery. So they have a look at the website. They've got a new website coming soon, which is exciting. Um, And then also, if they want to know about the Millinery Business Academy and set up their own sort of learn how to set up their own business, then that is also a tab on my website, Catherine Elizabeth Millinery, um, to find that. And that's called the Millinery Business Academy. And then I'm also on Instagram under Catherine Elizabeth Millinery. So they can find me that way. Um, But also they must join if anybody's watching and they want to come into a millinery community. I run a Facebook group called Inspiring Creative Milliners, where we have about nearly 4,000 milliners in it now. Um, And they all help each other. The people post at work. Um, It's sort of quite an empowering place for mostly for women and yeah. um, there are a couple of guys in there but mostly women um who want to yeah create and help and give advice and receive advice and then every three months we have a free millinery challenge where I'll teach people how to make hats for three days
0: oh wonderful that's <laughs> great yeah great well we will link below and then people can find you and um and all, all of the things that you're up to so that would be great okay Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to me today. I've, I've loved learning about your inspirations and the people that come and see you um, and, and what goes into to making a wonderful creation. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. It's been lovely. Thank you. Lovely. And thank you so much for watching. If you'd like to know more about future style and the art of transformation, please go check out MinionetLondon.com. And if you enjoyed this video, then I would love it if you liked it, shared it and subscribed. Thank you so much, see you next time.